Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast, The Endurance of Labor Laws. I'm your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan. Today is episode 224, and it's going to be super short and sweet and quick. So today we're going to talk about the Department of Defense Police. We've talked about different divisions within this department, so it's kind of a combination of things. Um, but the United States Department of Defense Police, also known as DOD Police, They are the uniformed civilian police officers of the United States Department of Defense. They do have various branches such as um, the Armed Forces, um, the Department of the Navy, as well as like the Air Force and things like that. So it kind of branches out. Obviously, their responsibility is law enforcement and security services um, within the Department of Defense, uh, the, the buildings that they own and that they lease, as well as facilities and properties underneath the umbrella of the Department of Defense. So it's kind of those things like it's not just security guards, although that is their role. Um, they are very specifically trained police officers. So it's almost like they're security guards, but they are trained police officers that handle security. So it's not like, <coughs> excuse me, still have a little bit of a cough. Um, it's, it's more advanced than the security guards that are employed by, you know, Businesses in the private sector, like, for example, when you go to the mall and there are security guards there, we're not, ta- we're not talking about those people because they are not um, federal law enforcement and they are not state police either. They are also not sheriffs. They're basically, they're what I call rent-a-cops or wannabe cops because typically security guards at the mall and different entities like that, they are typically people that could not make it as a cop, so they become a security guard. I'm not always a fan of that because they're not always there for you when you need them. So not always a big fan of them on that regard. Um, but in regards to the officers that we are, that we are referring to here, um, they handle such things as like the Pentagon Police, uh, which we have touched on a little bit. They also handle the United States Marine Corps Civilian Police. So again, these are federal jobs, but they are civilian. So yes, they do work, for example, let's say they work at You're the Pentagon, but they are the, the uniformed um, civilian police officers that work there. But they are not, I would say they are not within the branch of, you know, Pentagon-like officers in the military, that kind of thing. So this is kind of separate. So this is like non-militarized federal law enforcement, um, I would say, officers, because they're not agents. And they don't work um, specifically for the Navy or the Air Force or things like that. It's within the Department of Defense. So that's why they kind of have that. Now, I was not aware of this next thing. They have memorandums of understanding. It says, memorandums of understanding are established in agreement with either the city police chief or the local sheriff. And it varies based on the facility that they are protecting or securing. So I was not aware of that. Um, at all. Um, in terms of hiring, um, their, their hiring is very specific. So they are a federal uh, employee, so they do have a federal occupation series code associated with their job, so they are a federal employee. I don't have any information that says whether or not they are in a labor union in regards to being a federal employee, but it would not surprise me if they did that. Um, their hiring process, I'm assuming, it doesn't tell me specifically, but I'm assuming that it's very intricate. Um, because it's not like they can handle, it's not like, I shouldn't say they can't handle, it's not like they can hire people that have committed felonies and things of that nature, because, you know, when you are a police officer, you have to be very careful about, you know, what, 
I would say how you've handled yourself in the past in terms of your character and things of that nature. Um, obviously, their duties are in regards to law enforcement and protecting those facilities and things of that nature. Um, there are requirements for potential uh, DOD officers. So, you know, and some of those requirements vary depending on the branch that they are going to work for or the agency. Or maybe it varies based on the building that they are going to be protecting. So that's just one of those things. But they do have to pass a medical exam. They have to have really good vision. And if they have had corrected vision, it has to be really good corrected vision. So those things are very important because you want something that, you want someone that's physically fit and can handle the job. Um, you know, like for example, sometimes I see police officers, unfortunately they're just fat slobs and I'm like, How are they able to be on any police force when they are completely out of shape? I mean, there's no way that they could run after someone and, and apprehend a criminal whatsoever. So you want to make sure that whenever people, whether male or female, are working in this type of, type of position, excuse me, that they are physically fit, they have common sense, they know what they're doing, and that it is a job that they actually enjoy and that they're not just doing the job for the benefits or for the retirement. That's one thing I've noticed about federal uh, jobs and employment is that sometimes people just want the job because it's it's a federal job and it has cushy benefits. Well, that's not the right reason to take a job. When you take a job, it should be because it's right for you and the employer. Doesn't matter whether that is in the public sector or the private sector, it needs to be a match for both. So, that's just my personal opinion on that. Um, these officers also are required to obtain and maintain a secret security clearance because obviously they are protecting Um, federal buildings, so they have to be trusted. So it's one of those things that this is not a job where they hire contractors. In fact, I'm not a fan of hiring contractors in any way, shape, or form for the federal government because I think we have run into a lot of problems with that. <coughs> Now, I'm, excuse me, I'm not talking about contracts like, for example, when a road needs to be built and they hire a construction company or something like that. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, like, for example, Edward Snowden, things like that. He was a contractor that worked for the federal government, and he leaked information. So a lot of these contractors I'm talking about that I don't like, they're ones that have access, way too much access, to very detailed and secure information um, within the federal government, but they're not actually a federal employee. They're just a contractor. So they're not a laborer. It's more like, it's more like an office position, but they have way too much access to things that they should not have access to. That's my personal opinion because I've noticed there are some problems with that in regards to trusting people with what they with what they handle. So it's just one of those things. And as far as I know, Edward Snowden is still in Russia. So what does that say? He left the United States. Well, he, he leaked information, left the United States, and um, is in Russia. And it's like, wow, um, he's a traitor to the United States, and I think he should be arrested and apprehended and thrown in jail for what he did. That's my personal opinion, but you know, I don't like traitors. Who does, right? But anyway, um, these officers, they are a typical police officers in that they have the equipment that a police officer is supposed to have. They carry a gun, they have a bulletproof vest, they have tasers, they have handcuffs, and they have, they have other things that they need to do their job and do it well. Um, in regards to the type of vehicles that they use, it's no different than just regular police officers and that they drive Silverados, uh, Tahoes, Ford Explorers, and Dodge Chargers. I've noticed that more and more police officers are charged, not charging, they are driving Dodge Chargers. Um, I'm not a big fan of that because they tend to drive them in a very sporty manner and they kind of like to hot rod them. So I don't think they should be doing that, my personal opinion, because it's kind of startling when you're driving 
and a police officer fours it right next to you and it's it's very startling it's like they I don't know it's almost like they think they're driving a Corvette I'm like dude you're not driving a Corvette you're driving a Dodge get over your sweet little self but that's just how it is um in terms of the different roles within the DOD police they obviously have a canine unit which I think is important um they have traffic investigations they have civil liaisons they have a game warden a bike patrol harbor patrol um freight line patrol and a special response team So that's one of those things that that's one reason why their training varies from different types of employment because it matters specifically okay what department are they going to be working in and also where are they going to be working like are they going to be working you know at a post that's outside or are they going to be protecting a federal building so it's one of those things that they need to know the job you know inside and out and they need to be given the best possible training to do their job and do it well. I think that is a wonderful thing to do. Um but I will go ahead and in this podcast but as usual until next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy and whole, that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. God bless and bye-bye.